Welcome to the Tribe of Spoken Podcast. Our mission as coaches is to help leaders build themselves into the person their people needs them to be so that they can build servant leaders. If you desire to be a better leader and a better person today, then you found your tribe. In one of my favorite books by Bill Beswick, it's called Changing Your Story. 20 Life Lessons Drawn from Elite Sport. Chapter 11, the name of the chapter is called Focus on the Process. Let the winds come to you. Bill Beswick tells about a time he was sitting at home watching television and he saw an Olympian on on television who had just won two gold medals. And the person interviewing them the, the reporter interviewing this Olympian uh, mentioned something to the effect of they had been rewarded for chasing those medals. And the Olympian quickly corrected them and said, I didn't chase these medals. I trained for six hours a day for years, and the medals came to me. I chose to train. I chose to put in the time to improve myself, to attain these things that I want, to make myself better. What are you choosing? What are we as leaders choosing for ourselves every day that is making us a better leader? Are these things that we choose a part of a process of excellence? If not, then we may be chasing other people their accolades, success, and if you're not careful, your own tail. In today's episode, uh, Captain Alan Thompson and I are going to discuss things you can do immediately to begin to improve yourself as a leader, as a person, and how to develop those things progressively so that you can develop your leadership day by day, as well as the decisions you make about leadership on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, and so on for the betterment, not just of yourself, but of the people you lead. Welcome back to The Tribe of Spoken. Tribe of Spoken podcast, as always, with Captain Alan Thompson and Coach Terry Castillo. And today we are going to discuss what are you doing as a leader to develop yourself. Yeah, up until now, you know, we've discussed developing others. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it's pretty important to develop yourself as well. You can't let yourself fall behind. And uh, so we've got several key points today to go over. Uh, You want to take it first? Absolutely. Uh, So the first, we're going to scratch the surface at first and give you some ground level things that you can be doing um, that will be immediately impactful, but also things you can immediately get into. So like, uh, for example, continuing education, podcasts, reading leadership books. And I would even, um, a caveat to reading books would be, what are your weaknesses? Where are your gaps that you need to fill in and go find those podcasts and those books and those resources, et cetera. Yeah, as far as this the self-study type deal, I mean, obviously, if you're watching the show now, if you're listening to our podcast, 
you're interested in improving yourself. And it's not to say that you're not a good leader, but there's always room for improvement. And uh, so we're glad that you're joining us uh, in the podcast portion of the self-study, um, whether it's, it's YouTube or, or on the podcast. Uh, there's conferences that are out there as well uh, to look forward to. If you can make it to one of the TEDx Talks ones, it would be a fantastic one to, to jump into. Um, and then, I mean, we, we have a leadership uh, newsletter. I'll, I'll go ahead and pitch that. So if you guys are interested in that, um, go ahead and check that out. We'll provide a link uh, down below if you want to jump in and check that out. Pretty quick little read. Something to be done, you know, whether it's daily or weekly, but carving out that time um, mm -hmm. and, and kind of devoting a little bit of time daily or weekly to a self-study program will also help you develop yourself. I love the term you use there, self-study. There's a whole lot that could be read into that. Mm -hmm. you know, and are you studying yourself? And do you have not just are you studying, but are you studying yourself? Do you have somebody to help you do that? So another point there we could make is do you have a mentor or somebody that you directly communicate with that you can – present to them the decisions that you make on a daily basis. And we, we're going to talk about that a whole lot deeper in a second, but um, someone that you can go to that might have more experience than you, uh, that you can see their vantage point. Yeah. And, gaining that perspective uh, mm -hmm. from somebody else that you trust um, is, is very important. And, you know, back to the, that, that mentor, you know, we've, we've all had really good mentors um, and we've all had poor mentors, I guess, as, as well, you know, from the military side of things, ones that helped develop me um, as a, as a military officer. And then also from a strength conditioning standpoint, uh, those guys that, that helped teach me about planning out, not just the, the science behind it, but the logistics of getting individuals through a program and that type of thing. Um, you know, they, they've been through enough that they can help give you some pretty good guidance. Uh, and I'm sure you as a coach have had great coaches like uh, Kurt Huckabee that we know and love very well um, that helped uh, helped us develop as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and currently I am in a mentor-like program so that I can learn from this person that, and not he's not a coach. Well, he's a coach of people, but he is not a sport coach. But the leadership lessons are applicable all the same. Mm -hmm. So, so much takeaway that I've already applied. I mean, straight away. Uh, and not just to steps that I take and decisions I make, but to the way I see things. Boy, it's it's been so advantageous. I can't even begin to tell you the, the brevity of the impact that that's had. So, Self-study, love that you brought that up, or love the way you say that, that that term, self-study, and then having a mentor. Um, now, let's dig a little bit deeper into well, some my, of the ways. My next one mm -hmm. lines up with, with the mentor, but it doesn't have to stop there. So my mm -hmm. next one is accepting feedback. It's mm -hmm. great if you've got somebody to tell you that, yeah, you messed up, or you're not going the, the best direction, or you that decision wasn't the best decision, but... Mm -hmm you have to be able to accept that feedback from others. And that is extremely important. And to do that, you need to realize that there are multiple points of views. You, you, you said vantage points, but 
um, if you realize that other people have a different perspective, mm-hmm. it, it's it's really hard when you're getting critical feedback to accept that. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be right, and you still don't have to agree with it. Mm-hmm. Agreeing with it and accepting it are two different things. Accept that their their point of view has validity, and um, it will help you with that person as well, uh, as far as gaining trust, uh, creating that that safe area. Again, that th- these times could be hostile a little bit. Mm-hmm. Somebody's telling you that that you've made uh, poor decisions, but realizing that uh, you know at the end of the day they're seeing it from a different perspective, and there's some validity there. Absolutely. What came to mind while you were saying that is when you're getting this feedback from someone, if you want to know more about that person and the way they think, ask why. Why? Okay, I, I hear you. Why do you see things this way? What's causing you to see things this way? You never know what might be revealed to you about uh, it could be something that they want to share. If they have a, a moment of trust and vulnerability, they want to share something that happened to them or a different experience causing them to see things from the perspective that they're taking, or maybe it's something that they're currently going through. And that's a perfect opportunity for you as a leader to support them in that and walk with them in that uh, while you're also listening to them. So yeah, uh, love that. And it's a great transition there to self-reflection, taking people's feedback in is this perspective the one that I need to adopt or what can I change about my perspective and, and reflecting on, on yourself and the way you make decisions? What can you add to that? Captain? Well, <clears throat> with that, having carving out a little bit of time for you to look at the opportunities that you've had in that day. And so when you're getting feedback from, it could be one of your athletes, one of your assistant coaches, um, one of your uh, platoon leaders um, or one of your underlings in in the corporate area there, looking back at those opportunities that you've had through the day, did you make the right decisions? Um, Were your actions correct? Sometimes, you know, when you're having um, opportunities throughout the day to, to lead, sometimes those could be heated. Um, They could be, um, you know, surprising. You you didn't expect that one moment for one of your athletes come to you and say, hey, coach, I got something for you real quick, and then hit you with something. You're like, oh, man, I was, I was over here trying to to get this, this play run or uh, I'm trying to get the practice set up, and you're all of a sudden an uh, uh, athlete hits you with something that you weren't expecting, and you're having to – you haven't had time to process it all. Did you make the right decision? And so later on, when you have time to process that and you're thinking through what you did that day, was the decision correct? Were your actions correct? And then that would also be a a good time to uh, brief it with maybe one of your assistant coaches to sit down with them and say, hey, I went through this. This is what I was thinking. What do you think about this? And then get some of that. And, you know, you talk about using as a mentor, um, maybe running up the chain, but moving it down the chain as well is also a good teaching opportunity for them. And they may see it from a different perspective as well, just based on, you know, where they've come through their, their coaching career. 
um, I think it's I think it's important that we take time to examine ourselves. You know, we like I said earlier, we've talked about how up to this point we talked about developing others. This is a good time to look back at your your self development and whether or not um, the things that you've done in that day were correct, and if they're not that will lead you back into the self-study portion of it. Like why, why did I make that decision? You know, what about that wasn't correct? What, what was it about me? That was the issue. You mentioned that on a podcast uh, on one of our earlier podcasts of like conflicts, you know, with a, a athlete that came to you uh, regarding something that happened. Uh, and the athlete was, I don't remember exactly what the discussion was, but you said, you know, the first thing that I do when an athlete brings something up that I've done is look at it at, for myself. Okay. What did I do with that? Did I do something that caused this? And I believe that you were referring that athlete to look at themselves first. Did you do something, you know, that caused this, maybe it was, a, was an issue with another athlete or something else that had happened on the field. And you ask them, did they do, they look at themselves first, you know? And I think that's important to, as far as the vulnerability, you talk about that all the time, you know, and it, you got to open yourself up when you're, when you're looking deep, better be ready and hold on. Accountability is uncomfortable. I mean, just, just start there, boy, it is uncomfortable. And what makes it more uncomfortable is when you have to do it yourself, when you have to hold yourself accountable because nobody it's easy for you for anyone when someone is holding you accountable for you to become defensive oh yeah and you 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 make up this narrative that they don't like you or that they are against you in some form or fashion but when you have to do it well you can't be against yourself right so there it, it, it is an acceptance that i am doing something I don't want to say wrong, but I, I am not looking at something with every perspective I look at it with. Mm -hmm. And that that brings out, it brings to the forefront our faults. And boy, that, that, that's what makes accountability so uncomfortable because you don't want to admit that you have faults. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I want, let's, let's stay in this topic for just a second self-reflection uh as always we have some of our best conversation before i push record and i think this is the portion if anything these other things that we've mentioned prior to uh self-reflection are things that anyone can do anybody can pick up a book anybody can turn on a podcast right but when it comes to the self-reflection part again you, when you bring in accountability, that's hard. And what we were talking about before is the actions of things that, of other leaders that we've seen and how, like what drove these people to make the decisions that they made in those instances. And how are they not seeing that those were boy, they really went the wrong direction. Hmm. And, and I think it's because of an absence of, self-reflection because surely if if you attack a kid or a person or an, an employee personally rather than in the role that they are in 
and, and not a tag. That's not, that's totally the wrong way to go with, with any kind of, uh, uh, leadership conversation if you want them to grow. But if you do, if you could, if you could classify your interactions with them as attacking them personally, wow, how much fracture do you do to the relationship that you have with that person? Trust is lost. Respect is lost. And we can go back to another podcast conversation we had about respect. If we don't have that, you know, and so at the root of respect is we're going to question your integrity. Now you really got a problem. Yeah. So, well, and if that person doesn't feel valued, if you've, if mm. the things that you've done have devalued them, it, man, it's easy to hurt somebody's feelings and, and, um, and, and devalue them in, in those small instances, but it's real hard to build them back up. You're wasting a lot, a lot of time and effort and resources when, because you didn't take the right approach. So do, doing these things that we're talking about as far as developing ourselves as leaders is going to build your program because now you're not focusing on rebuilding back up to where you started. You're, you're focused on pushing forward and you're doing that by looking at yourself first. I love, I love that looking at yourself first. Um, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to, to mention while you were talking there is it all starts with the way you go about handling the people that you're leading. Uh, there's nothing to rebuild if you handle those situations in the correct manner. And there's no, it, it really helps you with your self-reflection as well, because if you go about, if you're proactive in the way you go about situations with people, because people are going to make mistakes. We, we work with human beings and we are one. So it's something we have to all accept. There will be mistakes made, but the manner in which you go about that can aid you in your self-reflection later. Well, so I, so I think one of the things here when we're looking at this, especially as we're talking about dealing with others, when you look back through the day and you realize that maybe you didn't handle something properly and you're, it's not just about, okay, well, I didn't do that right. I'll have to do it better next time. The, the scenarios that took place with that, how did that happen? And can you, can you keep it from happening in the future? We, we talked about earlier, you may, you may have had a lot of different things that were going on and a player hit you up with something um, or maybe a parent comes to you, man, y'all just lost a game. And the parent comes up to you and is like, Hey, my kid's not getting enough playing time. And you're like, dude, we just lost. Like there's, there's emotions and things that are going on there. Um, and w one of the things that when we've gone through parent meetings as well, at, from the parent standpoint, usually there's a sheet of paper or there, the coach is talking about, Hey, don't hit me up with playing time right after a game, schedule a time with it. That's exactly what those coaches are doing is they're trying to keep from a heated moment, an emotional moment from happening by not ever letting it get to the point where a discussion that is unrelated to the issue at hand um, be exploded for no reason. And I think that that's a really good example of at some point, a coach, some coach was like, I don't need to have discussions with parents right after a game because it always ends badly. 
And I think that that's just a, a good example of that. So if you look back through the day and you, you're having some issues at a particular time or a particular situation, it gives you the advantage of later on just taking some time and realizing that you're going to need to process something and scheduling a time later on when you know it's expected. You've had time to already kind of think about, okay, they're going to bring an issue up regarding this. I need to be ready to accept that there's going to be something uncomfortable that's going to happen and it's going to be in a safe space. You're not there out there on the field. You don't have other players that are running around um, that they don't need to hear whatever's going on. Or um, maybe it gives you time to bring in your assistant coach to have them available to also sit in. And so that, you know, later you're going to be able to get a perspective from somebody else that is in there. Maybe that would help um, both of you guys, maybe a moderator in a sense, um, or maybe you need to be a moderator between two different people so you can hear both sides of it. Understanding what it takes to get you in the right um, position at the right time and place can help you make better decisions in the future. Mm-hmm. I know that was a big giant rant too, by the way. No, that was great. Um, I, I love and, and I have, and I know a, a lot of other coaches do have a 24 hour rule, but I think that's so applicable to, other environments as well. You know, if it was the corporate world, hey, this um, team member, we're going to go to a sales pitch and I'm their direct line up the chain, right? I'm their, I'm their leader, I'm their boss, whatever, maybe I'm the manager, and they totally blow a sales pitch. Well, the time to talk about that is not right after that and they get rejected, right? That's, that's the first thing on their mind, and, and that might be the emotion type of that is going to be rejection. It's the same thing with playing time. If I don't play a kid and them and their parents are feeling rejection and a loss of respect, and you don't want the emotion of that tied to the conversation that you want to use because it, the objective of the conversation you want to have with them is is to make them feel valued. It's going to be real hard to feel valued when you when you feel like you're being rejected. Mm-hmm. And you're going to want to bring up, like you said, you want to bring it up. Well, on Tuesday at 3 o'clock at practice, you did this and made me feel disrespected then too. Or unvalued then too. Yeah. And last year in this game, you didn't play my kid in this situation, and they should have played right then. Those kinds of things are going to rear their head. In this episode, we discussed in the end the progressive step we got to, that is, was proactive self-reflection. We mentioned some other initial action steps that, as I stated, scratched the surface. Journaling, reading, listening to podcasts, uh, things of that nature where you're simply absorbing information that can help you decipher perspective and those things are very important but what we got to in the end of this episode was something that is very hard to achieve and that's proactive self-reflection the hardest part of that is the honesty that you have to have with yourself because we want to look at the decisions that we make and be so self-assured in them and that confidence is great as a leader yes But you also have to be a skeptic of yourself when it comes to your decisions and and the process by which you weigh those decisions. 
so that you can take in more perspectives and weigh the outcome of the decision you're going to make. I love this quote by Epictetus. Progress is not achieved by luck or accident, but by working on yourself daily. And that's what self-reflection is. That's what proactive self-reflection is. It's working on yourself daily. It's looking at your processes for improving yourself, for improving your culture, cultural action steps. Um, Also, how you want to handle situations, the demeanor with which you walk into a meeting that takes self-reflection. It takes emotional maturity that has to be reflected on prior to that moment. And then also what you absorb, what are you allowing in? Is that a process of excellence? Is that is progress going to be achieved through that step that you're taking and through the thing that you're absorbing? I shared a tool in our weekly newsletter, and I'll put that link in the show notes on YouTube and on Buzzsprout as well as Google and Apple Podcasts. But the tool helps you refine and accurately decipher what your whether your actions meet and match your intent and whether those things and those possible decisions are going to be ineffective or influential but most importantly impactful and you want those to be in a positive impactful manner join us again next week on the the tribe has spoken and we'll dive further into this process of proactive self-reflection as well as other things that you can do to improve your self and your leadership skills. Thank you for joining us and have a blessed week.